Oh. Got any stamps? Knock, knock. Who's there? Taz. Taz who? <laughs> Taz is action tonight on Reese <laughs> <laughs> Oh, That's the best intro yet. Um, sports Arena <laughs> in Reese W time. Your weekly look in the world from Extreme from episode one all the way to 401. This week we are covering episode 128 and 129 of ECW Hardcore TV. You've got myself, Paul. I'm joined as always by Jay and Griff. In that order, do it. Knock, knock. Who's there? I don't know. I can't top the Taz one. Use Which the is fucking saying... doorbell. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Miserable. Chevy Key. Postman, is this this say is this the postman with my PO box being filled? <laughs> I was possibly the, the smoothest transition you've ever done in your life. Get out of my box. Get out of my box. <laughs> um, how are we both? Oh, out of stamps, I'm good. You? Uh, I'm I'm well. I'm well. I'm well. I'm not Scorpio. I am fine. I am Iron Man. Um, yeah. Disney might have lost Spider-Man, but we've still got this. That's just... But have they, though, really? I don't know. It could be a double bluff. Isn't it? Just like that time. I had my views on Twitter, and that's my opinion on it all. What was your views on Twitter? That it's just this because basically they've the next few years isn't going to involve a Spider-Man movie and Sony needs Spider-Man as their cash cow. So they will probably make the next film solo and then Spider-Man will come back. But then today apparently Tom Holland unfollowed um, Sony on his Instagram. Ouch, that's got a burn. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, I just, I, just, I just feel like Sony... I'm like, we can't wait three or four years again. This has made us so much money. I don't know. I they just um, don't agree to have things like Sony don't agree to have things like the Spider Universe, like the Spider Verse films, kind of thing. I, I, I do. You know, I'm, I'm a Marvel shill through and through. I love the Marvel stuff. I've grown up with the Marvel stuff. Um, I do have a certain amount of sympathy to Sony in this, though. It's Marvel that's gone back and tried to renegotiate the deal. Sony wanted to re-up on the terms that they had, which is we'll cover the cost of making it. We'll take you. You have five percent. You you kind of give some creative con- advice and whatever else. You get five percent profit, and you get all of the profit of the um, merchandise. And uh, apparently, Marvel wanted to renegotiate this, which is we'll share the cost of making the film, but we want half of the profits of the film. Plus the, all the merchandise. But the thing is, Disney, Marvel won't need him. I think they've used No, but it's also the other way in the sense of, you know, even if you were to hotshot a, a Spider-Man film, you know, you can't use Happy Hogan, you can't use Iron Man, you can't reference any of the Avengers, you can't, you can't, you can't. So it's it's this weird kind of he's now cut away from. I don't know which ones are... You know, so obviously John Favreau and Happy Hogan are a Marvel one, Iron Man, Marvel, but I don't know which ones are 
other. Um, and you can't just do that that kind of little collaboratively. He just pops up somewhere or someone pops up somewhere else. I mean, I don't know how many Tom Holland's got left on his contract because I think he's done five films already. Well, they've got enough in the pipeline to kind of... I don't think he was, he's planned for the next few films. They're all kind of like either brand new solo outings for some superheroes or... Uh, I don't think it's even a worry for the next like three or four years anyway. In my opinion. Anyway. October. <laughs> this is all, this is all 2019 problems. There's nothing to do with October, 1995. It's true. We haven't even got to anything yet. We haven't. Ah, <sighs> um, yeah. Episode- Ed 28 starts with a promo by Bueller hyping up Bueller's box. Right in, send letters to Bueller's box. I think Griff is going to be the one to take us through Bueller's box. That's it, isn't it? I don't know how many people wrote in to PO Box 17280, Philadelphia, PA 19105. If you're someone, I want to know what you got back in return or anything. Oh, we'll find out. But yeah, Bueller's like, you can write, you can send me anything. Send me, my PO box is open, coming soon. Is that yeah. the breakdown you're hoping for, Jay? I, I feel that, you know, if we set out our store early that these are Griff's, um, I, I'm, I'm hoping they grow. <laughs> yeah, well, he's got one in the next episode, so. We'll revisit. We'll, yeah, I mean, see, I might regret see, um, it by the end of it. So we'll bring to table with that one. We got the tables. We got the intro video. We've all seen that before. That was exciting. Then we get Joey Styles talks about Buda's box again. Runs down the show that's coming up. Public, yeah. public enemy and Mikey are on their way to the ring to the cage. And I love Mikey's look. Yeah, he's got a little sort of plaits and dreads going on, isn't he? Because he's a bit hood now. Yeah, goes up to. And the, you know, <laughs> on, you about to say it. Goes up to the ring announcer, gives him a little hug, steals his wallet, and his watch, and gives it to the boys, and they're dead impressed. Yeah, I love that. So that was exciting. Sandman then comes out with Woman, Scorpio and New Jack. What an ECW team this is. It really is, isn't it? It's, I mean, it's, it's an iconic ECW team suddenly. Yeah, it's sort of like if they got together in 2003 for an ECW reunion, it'd be a great Legends team. But here it's just like, how, how did this happen? Yeah. Why are we here? I also find it weird because for weeks we were like, oh, Tommy Dreamer, Dudley's, Pitbulls, Raven. The way everyone keeps running out, it's just building up to War Games match that isn't going to happen. And then suddenly this one comes out of fucking nowhere and Scorpio's in there. And you think on the other side, you've got this massive feud, which is leading up to a huge Team War cage match. Yeah. And it just didn't. This one did. Um, I mean, Scorpio's intro, intro into this match was... Bizarre. Because um, Mustafa hurt himself. So Scorpio just stepped in. He's the champ. He's the champ. Uh, Yeah, so they come out. He talks about how iconic the Sandman music is. I didn't quite feel it on this version, but (laughs) ho-hum. Yep. (laughs) Um, We then get a look at last week with Public Enemy confronting New Jack in the locker room. 
and the promo by Stunning Steve Austin doing the Steve Mania that we spoke about last week. We then went to the public enemy of Mikey Rubrek versus Sandman, Two Gold Scorpio, and New Jack in a six man steel cage match. This match is clipped, but if you want to watch it in full, this was part of the specials they put on recently um, Gangster's Paradise. We have the whole of it. It is. It is the main event of Gangster's Paradise. So you can watch my, it. My main note about this is I forgot in ECW world, leaving the cage does not classify you as like escape. I mean, anything. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a um, escape the cage to win cage match. Um, um, I kind of doesn't got... keep people in, doesn't keep people out. Just to jump off. Not quite sure why it's a cage match. I just say I found it weird at the beginning when Mikey just kind of casually climbed to the top of the top of the cage and just jumped off. It all just felt because of I wouldn't no because when people jump off the top of the cage they're normally on the floor for about two hours because it hurts so much. Yeah, and he just did it while watching Sandman's intro, but that's just nitpicking. No one noticed. Um, yeah, so this match was pretty wild. Uh, it's just just a war. We got sort of our first New Jack dive. I'd count it as such. There was a, a weird spot where they threw out the Sandman and they threw out New Jack. They stacked up three tables and went off to Scorpio of like all the people in this match. I thought Mikey's got yeah. issues with Sandman. Public Enemy got massive issues with the gangsters. Why is Scorpio being the one they want to keep in there to put through the triple table? I'm guessing Scorpio is the only one that can take that bump. Well, when they get up, they did the flip thing. What it ended up with, I kind of sat there and thought, yeah, I can see why he's up there. <coughs> but at the time, I was just, it's so weird they've chosen to go after him. And talking about influences, it was very um, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano finish. Yeah, similar. At the table, I thought. Similar. They kind of just threw themselves like. Like New Jack and Vic Grimes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'll scare you one day. Um, yes, yeah, so that happened. Ended up her Mikey getting the pin on Raven. There's kind of too much carnage to really break down. Sam, just, that's what I mean. Raven's yeah. love doing Raven stuff. That's what you say about someone having their hands too much on women's like ass trying to like keep her like not falling from the cage. No, but he said, didn't he, <laughs> if she got in the ring, he was going to uh, bite her ass or whatever. <laughs> And I thought, it was, even though at the time when I first watched it, I thought it was pretty cool how Sandman closed the door and used his um, Singapore cane to kind of block people coming in. But then I and then he stood on it and did a move off it, and I thought that was pretty cool. But surely they could I just stunned the that cane, cane stood up to him standing on it and jumping from it. Yeah, just he didn't stand it too long. No, but you know we've seen that just get destroyed. So. I thought any weight on it at all would just it'd go straight through. Yeah. yeah so, uh, yeah, Mikey pinned him, then Sandman obviously beat him up afterwards. A little thing. We then got highlights of the feud between Public Enemy and the Gangsters. I kind of felt this just highlighted what better talking New Jack is than the Public Enemy. Yeah. But yeah. That's the only thing I really took away from this, but we've seen it all. Promo by Jason with the Eliminators. Um, he says basically he's standing over Taz. He will ask, how'd you like my suit? I thought he was going to say, how'd you like my eliminators? I was really disappointed. 
How'd you like my transmission? So yeah. How'd you like my PO box? Um so that was a quick promo. Then Lance Wright popped up out of nowhere and was talking to Tommy Dreamer. And Tommy Dreamer is just doing his usual feuding with everyone. He's yeah. going to match hardcore. We've had hardcore. Stick a finger in your mouth. Say bang, bang. He's, he's Yeah, I mean, the finger in the mouth was a bit weird. Um, Dreamer at this point, I think, is kind of... I don't know. It's weird. He's, he's not on the same level. I mean, he's not bad, but he's nowhere near on the same level of... of um, Cactus Jack, you know, he's he's kind of the 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 Ross to the Chandler kind of thing. He's he's funny, but he's not in the same kind of area as because um, he, he's not doing bad promos. But Cactus Jack is just on a plane above everyone, yeah. And it just feels like a really weirdly angled feud, just because. Cactus Jack is doing this really incredible, emotive, passionate, deep, iconic promos that whether you realize it or not, you've seen and you can quote from this time 20 years, 30 years on. Whereas Dreamers, you almost forget about them week after week. Because Dreamers are almost trying to be like him rather than being himself and promo himself. He's he's trying to live up to and yeah, there's be Cactus Jack as well. I, I'd say he's trying to rather than be himself and do his own little promos he's trying to compete and he's as you say, completely different level and doesn't pay off. He seems to be kind of trying to emulate Raven, trying to emulate Cactus Jack but it's, it's a, a lot of it feels like their words like he's trying to do an impression of them or cut a promo in their style rather than his own. Um, you know, so you want my soul, I want your life. Doesn't sound like a very him thing to say. No, and it doesn't come across naturally. No, not at all. Hmm. I agree. So, yeah, so finger bang, bang. We then cut back to the ring and Steve Austin was getting... Are you allowed to say finger bang bang? Next everyone. Okay. It's your interpretation. It's more reflection on you than it is on me. That is. Well, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get feedback from the listeners as to when they listen to you talking about finger bang bang and whether it was our interpretation or just my interpretation. It's going to be just my interpretation anyway. Anyway, on to the next bit. Steve Austin's back and he's in the ring. Just before that world title match, I didn't realise that we had Sam and Mikey twice on this show. Even though I, I know, I don't understand why we had Sandman and Mikey twice. Well, show. this is a different arena. This is this is a different arena, isn't it? So obviously the other one's from Gangsters Paradise, and this is from a different hall altogether. Wasn't really. Really. Yeah, they could have changed their pants and everything. It wasn't my issue. My issue is with the fact that it's like the same people fighting twice in the same show. Yeah, so the only two matches we get is these people. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is superstar Steve Austin. He's not stunning. He's not yet stone cold. He is the superstar Steve Austin. And I'm still getting used to him without a goatee. Yeah. And with hair. And with hair. Shaved his hair shortly. Yeah. Um, tell Sandman that his name isn't Hogan so he can kick his ass. And um, ECW's a shithole. The place yep. is a shithole. And um, yeah, great work. I think it's Sandman versus Mikey again. Um, anything to take away from this match? Or 
So this is the first time I noticed Austin doing the standing on the ropes, doing the middle fingers. Yeah. Which again is just interesting because that's not a Stone Cold thing. That's a superstar Steve Austin thing, it turns out. Um, because it's, it is, it's the, the fingers backwards. It's not to the crowd. It's standing up with his palms facing forward and his fingers. He, was, um, he wasn't doing middle fingers though. Wasn't he? No, it was um, index fingers. Are you sure? I thought it was. I th- no, thought it was middle. I, I, I checked because I thought it'd be middle, but it wasn't. I think he was saying number one. It wasn't. The, I think he does transition that over later on. And it's almost positive. But we'll go. Okay. I think the main the main thing picking up from the match, it's just a, it is again just carnage. But Sandman dangling off the. I won't say the roof. I don't know what it is. He's hang- he hangs off. He goes up a big ladder and then he hangs off something, like a beam almost, and just drops his whole weight down. I don't know. Some of the spots looked a bit uncomfortable, but obviously it's extreme championship wrestling and it works. Yeah. yeah it does. It's, it's that loophole, isn't it? Literally anything that can happen, you can just sort of say, well, CCW, what do you want from it? But yeah, they use that ladder pretty, pretty good for it not to be a ladder match, but obviously... I think it influences the ladder match, if I remember. There is, yeah, there is a ladder match that comes up. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was some really crazy, crazy good moves and um, kind of guided Sandman 1 again. The ending's a little bit weird in the sense of woman caning Mikey, Mikey falling into the ladder and then Sandman just kind of laying on him slightly. What? Yeah, of all the all the carnage he's taken, that that's enough yeah. to. <clears throat> I mean, obviously, I don't know where this feud was originally going, but I do feel like finishes and everything's probably changed because they've just suddenly been plonked this big star on their lap. With obviously Steve Austin was yeah. never really scheduled there, so in in the middle of this feud, they've suddenly got this hot free agent who's well known and a pretty big star so they, I think that's kind of influencing a lot of yeah. what's going on and reading about him like beforehand obviously he never becomes champion ECW no. which Paul Heyman, Paul Heyman wanted but Steve Austin said he was better as the chaser and so yeah yeah Jeremy, so it's just it's just sort of small little Sort of details. Obviously, if he if he said he wanted him as a champion, that would have changed mm. the path of this feud hugely. Like, how soon have we got the belt? So, and yeah. who from? So, would they have given it to Mikey and then Mikey drop it to Steve, or would they have just gone straight from Steve to um, Sandman? Uh, from Sandman to Steve. Yeah. So interesting. And then we get a promo by Cactus Jack. Um, it's so hard to break this down because so many bits were brought up and it goes on for quite a while. I'll, I'll generally just say go back and watch it. It's the end of the show. It's um, it's, it's a pretty masterful promo. Very good. Enjoyed it. And, yeah. it's, it's brilliant. It's it's absolutely brilliant. It's another one of those iconic promos. Um, you know, basically, it's it's along the lines of how ungrateful the uh, ECW fans are and what Tommy doesn't owe them um, and he references the JT Smith uh, fuck up from um, a little while ago 
um, and the crowd reaction to that. He referenced um, uh, just you know their their, their bloodlust, their thirst for more and more and more, um, and he urges. Tommy Dreamer to to get out to call Uncle Eric to take the WCW contract because um, allegedly in this story and I don't know if it actually happened it may have happened but um, apparently at this point WCW was trying to ring Tommy Dreamer and he wouldn't even take their calls so he's he's pleading with Tommy to to go and saying that you know you wouldn't just be saving your life but you'd be saving mine um, so really just amazing promo. What does Tommy Dreamer in WCW look like? So at this point, we're what? This is pretty much the episode that we watched. This coincides. October was the Eddie Guerrero D. Malenko. Yeah. It pretty much coincides. So, so what does Tommy Dreamer in WCW look like at this point? I mean, it, do, it doesn't feel like it's not an edgy WCW. It's not got a division for him. Would he be wearing just a t? You know, would he be coming out as? I mean, well, so one of the things that character says is is put back on your your suspenders. Yeah. So he's he's suggesting he goes back to that a little bit more pretty boy, pre Sandman, Tommy Dreamer. Which you can kind of see. I think he kind of fits in the Disco Inferno, Alex Wright. You know, he's 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 never going to be beyond mid card kind of guy. Um. Yeah, but yeah, I I wouldn't. I think it would be more trying to be back to the pretty boy classic wrestler than you know the innovator of violence that we're. Well, that's the thing. It's just understand, obviously, because it just times well. Because obviously, we watched pretty much the like for like episode the other week when we watched the Eddie Guerrero Di Malenko first match. So we got an idea of what it was like that you've got obviously the was it giant hogan and yep all that sort of yeah so you're saying you wouldn't watch a tommy dreamer zodiac feud no oh, very much would be massive even if griff did think that was jason it was there he is try and prove it wasn't Ooh, everyone knows who it was true true um, episode 129, the 10th of October. We start off with a fucking amazing promo by Steve Austin. I thought this was amazing and proper. You could tell it's a promo, but there's also a heck of a lot of yeah, truth. Yeah. Shoot from the heart. This this was the epitome of you've got an open mic. And this this is the other side of the coin. The two cold Scorpio, you've got a minute to feel Scorpio say something. Hey, 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 uh, Scorpio here. Hey, ha. coming to a town. Hey, compared to like this, where he's just sitting down, looking to the camera and just basically saying um, he got injured. Well, basically, he, had, he, got, he pitched loads of ideas. He was shot down, um, got injured. Eric Bischoff told his secretary to tell their secretary, to tell their secretary to basically let him know he was fired kind of deal. And he, he could be the biggest superstar in the company, which is in the industry, which is crazy because he does become that. Yeah. And he crazy that Bischoff did this to him 
and obviously Bischoff also said about like mankind winning the the belt to lose the Monday Night Wars and mm. oh, see oh, it says on the WWE Network on the thumbtail like Steve Austin explains why he joined ECW on the thumb what? it should be like the thumbnail okay thumbnail don't know the thumbtail yeah I, oh sorry that's thumbnail. yeah okay Steve Austin, it says Steve Austin explains why he joined ECW, but that should really say Steve Austin explained why WCW lost him. Yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, it's incredible. And there's a few weird, I mean, you know, so Brian Pillman going will be within the next few months, 96, is it? Yeah, 96. 96, 96 I believe, yeah. Um, then um, we've got. Uh, who else did they have? So, you know, later on, they give Benoit a release and um, Eddie and uh, uh, Dean a release. Um, you know, there were some very odd decisions in WCW all the way through. Yeah, but it's, it's um, everything now, isn't it? I mean, you bring Shane Douglas in to make him a fucking teacher. Yeah, and, you know, you, you'd look back harshly on the, the odd decisions and not for the right ones. So, yeah, I mean, you know... Uh, Ben uh, Dusty Rhodes is quite rightly, quite understandably um, remembered as a a, a genius. Um, uh, you know, allegedly the second most recognisable athlete to Muhammad Ali, um, which is a great sh- story on the the, the British Show podcast. Um, but you can hear here, you know, the, the voice that Austin is doing when he's saying about, you know, I take it to him, and they say, uh, you know. Uh, that's that's not for you, Bibbit. That's he's not doing a Bischoff impression. He's not doing a Kevin Sullivan impression. The one that's curtailing his career at that point, the one who's not seeing him at that point and pushing on, is Dusty. Yeah, yeah. And you know, as much as Bischoff is the one that sacked him, Dusty's the one who's not booking him. And it's just this weird, funny thing that Dusty's recognised with such, you know, love and 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 heartfelt stuff now that that. You know, it's, it's the story is Bischoff. If he was all over the place, if he'd been believed in some of these things, then you know, would he have gone? Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard. It's all swings and roundabouts. I mean, you know, after WrestleMania nine, King of the Ring, WWE thought Hogan was dead and Hulkamania was done, and had got the last and bit, Macho, yeah, yep, and they got the last bit of juice they could out of him, so they palmed them off. Next thing you know, fast forward, you know, two three years. Hill Hulk Hogan in NWO is, you know, the hottest thing in wrestling. So it's yeah. all just, you know. And I mean, Stone you know, Cold was again, never going to happen in WCW. But Stone Cold was a, a one in a million chance in WWE. You know, if 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 uh, Bischoff doesn't take Hall and Nash, then they don't do the the curtain call. If they don't do the curtain call, then then Triple H isn't punished. Yeah. Triple H isn't punished, then he wins King of the Ring and Austin doesn't. If Austin doesn't ring, win King of the Ring, he doesn't do Austin 316 says. If Mark Merrow doesn't kick him in the face and he has to go to hospital to get stitches, he, he would have, you know, not come back and said, you know, what happened with Jake? And they said, oh, he, he cut a religious style promo on you. So he, that's why he did the Austin 316. It's all just, everything just happens. Just crazy. Just crazy how many coincidences there are in some of this. And, you know, it's very easy for us to look back and kind of go, holy shit, this guy's a star. 
Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just funny. I think I mean, if uh, I'd watched this at a time, I I still would have thought this guy was a star. Yes, it, but you, well, it, it was yeah. right, regardless but, of what uh, happened yeah. to him. It was, it was really you completely got engrossed with this promo. You looked at it and you thought, "Wow!" Apart so from whilst I'd agree, and whilst I am a very, very, very big fan of ECW, what I would say is he's a star compared to who you're seeing in ECW. Um, in the same yeah. way that when we were watching this in '93, when we were watching the '93 version, Hawk looked like an absolute megastar in ECW. Yeah, true. And yeah, he's another level. He's another level. He is. He is. Uh, and it's that, again, it's that, that leagues thing. And Heyman did a very, very good job at making some very mediocre people look absolutely insane. And Griff, I know this is fighting words, but Public Enemy, for instance, you know, proved that they were 95% Heyman's magic five percent their ability um oh definitely same with 911 so many of them um and yeah it's hard to tell he 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 does walk in and he is just captivating and the promo is brilliant and he is absolutely on fire and driven and pissed off and all of it comes through um i don't know how much of it i'm watching knowing that he becomes the biggest name in wrestling ever. Yeah, I'd love to have watched it not knowing like where he becomes to know if but I just see Yeah, it's almost like Adam Cole like complete like passion and just Yeah, you just tell that's the, that's the thing, there's a different there's a different cut from some of these people. And obviously from him just sitting there and Delivering this promo, you just you felt more engrossed. I think, regardless of who it was, cause it doesn't look like Stone Cold. Half it's the context. He, he's he's not feuding against anyone. He's well, he's feuding against a company, which to take it takes it to another level on its own anyway. Um, and again, it just fuels the whole like WCW. You had no idea what you had. Yeah, it won't take long before Tommy Dream is probably trying to feud with him again. Yeah, so that promo happens. We then get a quick promo. By the Sandman and the woman, and um, yeah, basically, Sandman says that Austin's not going to get his career started again on him. That's the quick version. Yeah. Now, yeah. and this goes back to him not winning to the belt, and and you know Heyman doing stuff with him and all the rest of it. I got the impression from the Austin promo and from what the, he was saying about you know the champ and, you know, spoke to the champ and then Mikey Whipwreck and I don't know who you are, son, but you don't believe belong in this ring and I don't know, blah, blah, blah. It felt like Austin was building a feud with Whipwreck. Whereas it feels like Sam Man is building a feud with Austin. Yeah. Hmm. I could say that. It, that's what I'm saying. It's all just, it's very weird because everything shuffled. So I'm not sure if that was almost... It could have been the blow-off to sort of Mikey the last couple of ones. Yeah, I mean, what they love to do in ECW is overlap the feuds. Whereas at the moment, what you have with um, uh, with WWE, for instance, is um, you know I'll be feuding with Roman Reigns, and then we'll finish our feud on SummerSlam, and then the Monday, the night after that. Um, I might reference in a promo, but he won't come out again. And the next person will come out will be the next 
person I'm feuding with. And Samoa Joe walks out and now I'm off to Samoa Joe. And there's just this real kind of stop-start thing. Mm. Whereas ECW has this kind of overlap point of, um, you know, like Sandman and, and Shane Douglas and Cactus Jack gets involved and it's kind of Sandman and Cactus, so Shane Douglas and then Sandman and Cactus Jack. And Sandman and Cactus Jack go hot and heavy and Mikey Whipper comes out to make the save in a few times. So it's Sandman as Cactus Jack and now it's Sandman to Mikey. And so they kind of do this, this, and you know, it's the same with the Raven, Tommy Dreamer, uh, Pitbulls, Dudley's thing. They do this beautiful kind of, there's more people in them. They just kind of partner off and go a different way um, rather than just like stop and now switch. And then we go again. Yeah. You know, all right. Try and see. Just loads of promos here. Taz has a quick promo. So he's going to choke Jason out. Get highlight yeah, highlight blah, video blah, of the Eliminators. Blah. Is this the one with the laughing? With John Cronus? Yes. Yeah, the really right, so annoying John laughing. Just fakely laughing the whole way through. We get a promo by Steiner Brothers. Obviously, they may be around for a little bit before they go. This is really weird because I just found like Rick Steiner just staring like into space. But I thought they were going. But, they're yeah, going any time. They're, they're going any time. They go back to Nitro. They might have one more. Does the match even happen? I guess who knows? It could be like um, Medusa versus Sherry. It just never happens. Yeah. Um, we get a promo from Bueller hyping up Bueller's box again. What do you think about this, Griff? I thought it was quite good. I bought some more stamps and um, sent some more letters. Right, give me an example of one letter that you sent. One letter you sent. Multiple letters with all these stamps. So just one out of these. What have you sent? Stevie Richards is a cook. There we go. Hopefully she picks that up. Um, Taz versus Jason. Taz makes fairly quick work with Jason here, getting with the Taz mission. Uh, I'm guessing it's the first time they've seen the Taz mission. WWE do the same sort of thing when he debuts there, and you know, it's, it's a chokehold. The work in that angle. Get a quick interview with yeah. Taz. Where he calls out Scorpio. Then we get an interview with Jason, where he makes a white hammer joke and gets in the ring and says, "East W's house he built." Um, Cactus Jack no first of all you get um, basically Jason sort of has a little feud with the triple A star El Puerto Rico Ricano his name was yeah (laughs) cheers Griff Uh, (laughs) El Puerto Ricano that's mine Ricano so basically Cactus Jack comes out and this is the famous Cactus Jack sort of anti-match where all he does is work a headlock the whole time and and doesn't do anything at all which is absolutely tremendous because it's so so clever and the crowd rather than boo just do like Mexican waves (laughs) which just added even more to it this is where the ECW crowd's great rather than just sort of booing and saying you suck and they got it they understood it and all the stuff you'd get on Raw where people just trying to be fucking cool they're just almost just taking over the show by doing a Mexican wave. So they're adding to it without being complete dicks, which is a good way to respond. Um, yeah, so basically get that. Tommy Dreamer sort of gets involved. Raven and Cactus Jack attack Tommy Dreamer after the match. And they have their usual little scuffle, which I think the Pitbulls come out, didn't they? 
can't sort of it's late to um, sort of Raven War Games yeah. <laughs> Raven sprinting <laughs> off and we get War Games again interview of two called Scorpio oh, who, someone take the belt who off just him. wanted to see the video of Tommy getting hurt in the last segment and he's all he's doing he's like hey I'm the champ I want to see the video hey it's like we're not going to show it he's like oh hey and walked off um, who will Tommy get to help him? That was a really weird little segment that happened. We get a, this is the promo from Raven and Cactus Jack. Now more Cactus Jack Ravens in the background, basically with Cactus Jack continuing to beg Tommy Dreamer to join WCW. Again, another fantastic promo. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed this a lot more than I did the other one. Almost like we're your friends. We're doing this like we're not your enemies. We're you. Yeah, I thought this was really clever. Is that you like this one more than the one from the last one, last episode? Yeah. Oh. Less sometimes is more. Hmm. For the other one went on too much. This I thought was really good. Yeah. I, I thought this one was good, but I, I personally, I, my preference was the last one. It's the thing, though, but this is the beauty in what he's doing, isn't it? It's the fact that both his promos are still Set. sort of two of the biggest talking points. Yeah. Send in to our PO box and let us know what you oh. prefer. Uh, we think an interview with Tommy Dreamer. Tommy announces that the Funk Master is returning. Old Derry Derry Funk is coming back and will be in his corner. And his mother's a whore. The whore is coming back. We're getting all the chats happening. That was the end of the show. Leaving they're my really lazy. from Double Cross Branch. They're really lazy and recycling an old promo of him blowing out the... It's yeah, just um, enough when they just sort of try to find something crazy. Branding iron. I know. I know. So, yeah. So, that is all of that. Boom. Two, two amazing episodes, um, though. Oh, God, yeah. Definitely definitely heating up for the better. I really enjoyed both of these. There wasn't much in the world of matches. Very promo-heavy shows, but still really enjoyable. Yeah. And we're on the build to um, November to Remember, which is the next special that is on the network for us to watch. We'll so, definitely watch I think I know they're mentioning an October one. I'm guessing we're not, we haven't got anything on October. No, so Gangster's Paradise, then Holiday Hell is on the specials. November to Remember is on the pay-per-views. So, yeah, November to Remember um, is our first yeah. pay-per-view, isn't it? I think so. Or was well, there one before that? Well, that, we they... did one, but it wasn't really a proper, proper one. Proper. This, is the, this is a proper, yeah. like, event. Least, yeah. The other was just like a sort of a special that was there. Yeah, so on, on the WWE Network, there's some listed as specials and there's some listed as pay-per-views. And I think November to Remember is the first pay-per-view listed. Yeah, because there's loads of like bits coming up that are like massive talking points that lead to November to Remember. I'm sure Griff will tell us. <laughs> Griff's going to break it all down. But yeah, no, you get, um, break you it get down. The, the towel incident and everything is happening very shortly. The towel yeah. incident? What, Owen Hart and Bret Hart? We throw the towel in. Yeah. Oh, Bob Backlund. So we're talking about, oh, not really. Yeah, it was good. Survivor Series. <laughs> Memories. Uh, what do you think of the shows? Obviously, we all liked them. Absolutely, yeah, I, I really, thought they I really were enjoyed um, uh, really good. The matches. I mean, so the first one, um, I struggled with a little bit <coughs> just because it's still kind of the hangover from Gangsters Paradise. Yeah. Um, uh, I thought that the cage match was 
fine, but um, it it's just kind of a lot of plunder and a lot of kind of weapon spots rather than anything special. I could have done without, I understand why it's there, but I could have done without another Whipwreck Sandman match like in the same episode. Yeah, um, agreed. They could have broken that up a bit. Yeah, I think that could have been spread out a little bit more. Um, I know they're trying to get to that so they can get to the Steve Austin stuff. Um, but still, yeah, just a little bit weird. Um, uh, incredible to see the Taz mission for the first time. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, yeah. the, the new Jack dive first time. Yeah. So, you know, some, we're, we're still kind of tripping over the, those iconic firsts still, um, which is pretty amazing for me. Mm. Um, yeah, I thought they were really good. Speaking of iconic first, I have just seen what you've put in the group, so I'm going to speed up my bit really quickly. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. This has been Reese W. Make sure you check us out on social media, Instagram and Twitter at underscore sports arena. We are very active and we talk about obviously ECW all the time, but also a cheeky bit of modern day wrestling because that's the thing. We live in that world. Um, Zazzle.co.uk or .com. Head over there, search sports arena, have a little browse of our merchandise. If you see something that you think will make you look cooler, purchase it don't be shy it helps us it keeps us going and you look cool it's a win-win for everyone um that is it i'm paul i'm disappearing into the wilderness while these two do what they do i'm working some more knock knock jokes um and you should uh yeah i mean zazzle.com um the last time we got to see the double cross ranch with uh terry funk um, there was an animal there that we could not work out whether it was a llama or an alpaca or what the difference is. I think we did eventually work it out. But, you know, you get to tell us, you get to vote as to whether you think it was llama or alpaca with the T-shirt designs through Sports Arena at Zazzle.com. Um, but um, it's that time. It's that time where I uh, use my inspiration from uh, what we've seen and what we've watched to uh, give Griff, uh, an opportunity to do a dramatic reading of um, usually a song uh, that has been inspired by the what we've watched. Um, uh, but this week, um, I've gone back to where this all began. This all began with me giving Griff um, a copy of Shane Douglas's uh, promo when he threw down the NWA title and declared the extreme the eastern championship wrestling the extreme championship wrestling uh, champion um and i was uh moved by the promo from cactus jack this week the first promo from cactus jack and i thought if anyone could bring a level of drama and a level of maniacal twisted um metal to this um then i think it would be our very own griff so griff Tell us what you see when you survey the wasteland. You see, when I survey the wasteland of professional wrestling, Tommy, try to understand. I am but a failed experiment in human sociology. And I accept that. But never in my sickest dreams that I think there'll be other people taking dives onto concrete floors, committing human suicide on my behalf, like I'm the painter saint of those six sons of bitches. Is that all I stand for, Tommy? Is that all I stand for? To sit in an arena where JT Smith lands head first on the concrete, 
to the fans chant, you fucked up. Well, fuck you. We're not a wrestling organisation anymore. One of the world's damn biggest puppet shows. I'll be damned if I'll sit in the arena and let you call my match. One, two, three, jump. One, two, three, jump. Well, not me, because I'm nobody stooge. If you had a little bit of pride or a bit of common sense, you'd realise these people don't love you. They laugh at you. You took the worst beat in this sport's ever seen and they still laughed in your face. While I stood there, my arm around you six months ago and endorsed you, saying he's hardcore, he's hardcore. Well, for that, I deserve to die a terrible, painful death, Tommy, because I feel responsible. I go to bed at night and I'm sure where I'm going to spend my eternity. And you, Tommy, you're my salvation because you see... By delivering you to a better organisation, where can you be? We can be appreciated, loved, and held with just a little amount of respect within the Turner family. Maybe there's a chance for me too. So think it over, because a yes to Cactus Jack would a great deal to me, and a no. Well, I'd have to take that as you're putting the OK stamp of approval and my internal damnation. I'm counting on you. You little selfish prick. Don't make me hurt you, because I can. Don't make me do it. And if I do with God as my witness, it won't be in front of those little scumbags at the ECW arena. It'll just be me and you, Tommy. And you don't know when it's coming. And you don't know where. Unless you wish to damn me to the depths of hell, answer my call and say, OK, Jack, just you win. I'll put on the suspenders. I'll groom that moustache. And I'll call Uncle Eric and say, count me in. Because not only would you be doing yourself a favour, not only would you be helping your life, you'd be saving mine. You'd be saving mine. You'd be saving mine. Magic. Knock, knock. <laughs>